Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So today I want to invite you to join me as we talk through biblical marriage, loving our husbands, and I'm going to share some lessons that I've learned along the way. So this past weekend, we had a marriage conference at my home church and I organized the conference from beginning to end, and it was both a task and a blessing. Last week in my podcast, I talked about how our passion often points to our spiritual gifts, and my passion is to teach God's Word to women. So organizing the details of a marriage conference doesn't quite fall into my truest calling and passion. However, in my journey with Jesus, God taught me life lessons along the way that I feel deeply passionate about in helping others. And marriage is one of those areas. So if you don't already know, I have a pretty dicey testimony where marriage is concerned. At 16, I got pregnant, I got married, and miscarried two weeks later. And we divorced by the time I was 17 years old. So at 19, I met man number two, and I married him one year later. And we had two beautiful daughters, and our marriage ended by the time that I turned 28 years old. So two years later... I married my third husband. He and I celebrated our 27-year anniversary this past June. So while I know my truest calling is to teach women the truth of God's Word, I also know that I have life experiences and lessons that God has also called me to share as well. So in addition to that, the Bible does teach us a great deal about marriage and about our role as wives. So there are a couple of reasons that I really want to uh, delve into this topic. You know, another thing is a a couple of years ago, I asked the women on my email list what they were interested in learning about. And every email response that I received included the desire to learn about marriage and to learn about marriage biblically. So let's jump into our topic today. As Christian wives, loving our husbands and having a biblical marriage is probably pretty important to us. We want to do marriage and to love our husbands and in a way that brings honor to God. And in order to do that, we need to look at what the Bible tells us about marriage. First, we can see that loving our husbands is an important part of practically living out our faith based on Paul's teaching in Titus 2, 3-4, which says the older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. So Paul instructs instructed the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands. He wanted the older women to pass down the lessons they learned along the way during their years of marriage. And well, as much as I would like to say I don't fall into the category of the older woman, the AARP mail that I receive in the mail and immediately throw away reminds me that I do fall into that category. My husband and I celebrated our 27-year anniversary this past summer And yes, I've learned a lot of lessons along the way in 27 years. But please don't think I'm saying that I have it all perfected, that I've figured it all out, because I don't, but I still have a lot of lessons. As the old Virginia Slims commercial, if you're old enough, you might remember this, the old Virginia Slims commercial from the late 60s and the early 70s said, you've come a long way, baby. I have come a long way from two divorces before 30 and one successful, rich, rewarding marriage. I've 
I've learned quite a bit of what works and what doesn't work. Let's start with God's plan for marriage. God created marriage to exemplify the becoming one union that he himself wants to have with his people. So that is why we see the parallel between the relationship of a husband and a wife and Christ and his church in Ephesians 5, 22-33. And we also know that when all is said and done on earth, a wedding awaits the church. And that is called the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we see that in Revelation 19, 6-9. So with the biblical significance of marriage in view, we also know that God's ideal opposes the cultural view of marriage in our day. So staying true to God's design for marriage means we need God's word to help us do that. That would be lesson number one for today. The fact that we need God's word is one of the very top lessons that I have learned about loving my husband and about us loving our husbands as Christian wives and having that rich, rewarding marriage. So with that being said, I want to share with you from a book that I'm reading right now called Do You Believe? And it's by Paul Tripp. And he says, your Bible isn't exhaustive in that it speaks about everything and gives you sheet music for every action, reaction, or response. But the biblical narrative with its law and gospel gives you a key and a rhythmic structure for your heart and life. He goes on to say he hasn't, speaking of God, that God hasn't given you sheet music for every situation, but he's given you his law, his wisdom, his revelation of himself, his plan for the world, and his gospel to shape how you should think and what you should desire in the situations and relationships of your daily life. Marriage is definitely a relationship in your daily life, so absolutely we need God's Word. When the influences all around us encourage us to be self-serving and to make ourselves happy, the Bible emphasizes self-sacrifice. Romans 12.1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then in 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul wrote to Timothy and he instructed him, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. If this sacrificial life exemplifies our life in Christ and our marriage exemplifies our relationship to Christ, why would we not apply the principles of sacrificial living to our relationship with our husband? I truly believe that is a very important element. And I think relationship in marriage often is one of those ways that God uses. It's one of those tools that God uses to get us to the place of learning to be and to live as a living sacrifice because there's no other relationship that is quite as on display can be as much on display as in a marriage. Another lesson that I've learned from both failure in marriage and success in marriage is that a happy marriage does not fall into anyone's lap. And I think that is one of the things as young people when we're first married, we just think, oh my goodness, this feeling is going to be there forever and we don't really 
really need to work on it because we're just so in love and so wrapped up with one another. And But the reality is, is that is a short-lived emotion and experience. It's got to get so much deeper than that. So even if we believe with absolute confidence that we have found our soulmate when we said, I do, what I need to tell you is marriage takes work. Throughout the past 27 years together with my husband, he and I have read so many marriage books. We have attended several marriage conferences and retreats to help us have that rich, rewarding relationship. And that is the whole reason that I wanted to have this marriage conference at our church and wanted to go through the process of organizing and putting it together and we have so many young couples in our church and knowing that they would be able to experience that. I knew the benefit of it because all of this really matters. Every single thing that we do to invest in our marriage brings us closer and closer to that rich, rewarding relationship that we all desperately want to have. So doing this together has helped my husband and I overcome so many differences and so many struggles in the past. One of the things that I did was I compiled a list of some of my favorite marriage resources, mine and my husband's favorite, to help you. The things that we've done, we've read along the way in our 27 years. So I have that as a free resource. And I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast today. So lesson number three is that commitment is a must because going back to those wonderful emotions and feelings that we are just so absolutely enraptured with one another, so captivated with one another. We are so in love with one another. When we very first meet and we get get married and in those first couple of years of marriage, but the reality is all of that ends up dwindling the responsibilities of life and all of that. So we've got to have something deeper and commitment is one thing that we must really have. When my husband and I married, one of the things that we did was we committed to one another that we would never use the word divorce. It was literally excommunicated the word divorce from our marriage vocabulary. We just said, you know what? That is not a word we will ever utter from our lips regarding our relationship with one another. And we have stayed true to that. And, you know, I have already been married and divorced twice, as you heard. So I knew what it took to get a divorce, but I didn't know what it would take to stay married. However, I did know that any consideration of divorce as an option was an open door to another failed marriage. And I absolutely did not want that. And also knew that neither did God because Malachi 2.16 tells us that God hates divorce. Now remember, I've been divorced and while God hates the human action of divorce, he loves us even when we've failed. So I say to those of you who are in Christ and also have experienced the pain and shame of divorce, and I say that from personal experience, what Romans 8.1 tells us is there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh. Christ does not condemn us as we come to him in faith, even in our failures, even as divorce. And he may hate the action of divorce, the circumstance of divorce, but he does not hate the person who has been divorced. So lesson number four, your husband is not the enemy. This is so important. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
there is little else that knocks me off balance more than a fight with my husband. Praise God, that is something that happens less and less the longer that we live life together and the more and more that we see and we understand that we are not each other's enemy. And once again, it was through growing in our knowledge and our understanding of God's word that helped us with that fact that my husband, our spouse, is not our enemy. I can still remember the moment that the truth of God's word really penetrated my heart and my mind in a way that changed how I thought when my husband and I faced a battle between us. Many years ago, in the middle of a pretty heated discussion, God shined the light of his truth in my heart and mind. I had gone to the other side of the house and I had laid down on one of my daughter's beds and started praying in the midst of this heated argument, taking a time out, and I had started praying. And I'll just have to side note, you know, one of the things that the, the guest speaker in our marriage conference talked about was knowing when things were about to escalate to stop and to take a time out. And he said, what you do when you take the time out is you get away and you go and pray because only the Lord can help us in those situations be transformed. So I had gone to the other side of the house. As I said, I laid down on one of my daughter's beds and I just started praying. I asked God, what was I supposed to do? How could I fix this? And God reminded me of the Ephesians 6, 12 passage. He spoke to my heart, BJ, that's my husband's name. BJ is not your enemy. Your battle is with a spiritual enemy. And from that day forward, I never saw or handled conflict between my husband and I the same way. Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 4 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Now near that same season of time, I had heard Beth Moore teach about not fighting with our husbands, but fighting for our husbands. So God's word and prayer are spiritual weapons that God has given us to help us fight the real enemy. So let's wrap up with a summary of the key lessons that I've learned about marriage that I've shared with you today. Number one is we need God's word. As women who are believers in Christ, as wives who are believers in Christ, we need God's word to help us us in our relationships and in our marriage relationships. Number two, marriage takes work. We must know making a marriage work does not come easy. It takes work. Not only that, we want more than that. We want a rich, rewarding relationship with our spouse and that takes work. Number three, marriage must have a commitment. Commitment is a must in our marriages. It's got to be so much more than just basic based on emotions and, and these feelings that we have in those early days of our relationship. We've got to have that commitment. And one of the ways to do it, remember, is remove the word divorce from your vocabulary between you and your spouse. And then the fourth lesson was your husband is not the enemy. Well, before I say goodbye, I want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even Pinterest to get daily biblical encouragement for Christian women. Check out my website, onfire-ministries.org, to get your compiled of all my favorite marriage resources that my husband and I have used in our marriage throughout the years. Go to onfire-ministries.org, go to the free resources page, and you will be able to scroll down and find that. Also, on my website, you can read my blog. You can get other free biblical resources or a Bible study 
for yourself personally or for a group. Now, if you have found that this podcast is beneficial, please take a moment to rate and review and share this podcast because it helps others to find the podcast. And maybe it's the very words that someone else needs to be encouraged in their faith journey today. Until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.